0: a Magic Podcast. I'm Ben Williams. Uh, here is Dominic Reyes. Hi, everyone. And we're also joined by a very special guest today, Martin Rees. So, hello. Hello. Uh, so Martin is a magician, and he has done something recently which no other magician has done in the history of... Ma- I think in fact, he- nobody has done it in the history the world. In ever. Ever. It's, it's pretty impressive. Martin, can you tell us what you've done
1: Yes, so I've uh, just set a new Guinness World Record, and that is for the most magic tricks performed on a single skydive. A single skydive. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so uh, it was um, something which, uh, yeah, initially I didn't intend to do, but kind of, uh, from the initial idea, it kind of grew, and uh, I'll go into that a bit later. So, yeah, so... Uh, What Can you tell us Exactly about the record And what
0: made you Want to set this record In the first place
1: Yeah sure So just to give you A bit of background um, So I I've always Loved performing magic Um, I started Performing uh, Semi-professionally In my teens And uh, Throughout my life I've just always been A massive magic fan Um, While I'm quite outgoing and enjoy performing to lay people Uh, I very much consider myself a layman's magician as opposed to a a magician's magician Um, and uh, while I enjoy and I'm very confident in performing to people um, when it comes to the creative side and being a creative uh, magician, I've always lacked confidence in that respect. Uh, but I've always wanted to do something different, which has never been done before. and um, Push the envelope. Yeah, exactly. Push yeah. the envelope. But it's just a case of trying to find the idea when, you know, on a daily basis, you're seeing all these new magic stuff being released and coming out and so have you skydived things before? Things. I've never skydived. Um, I find the whole um, thing absolutely terrifying,
2: yeah. let alone thinking about doing tricks. While,
1: yeah,
2: um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Certainly, certainly
1: with regards to the skydive side of things, I um I haven't. I'm not by any means an experienced skydiver. I did one skydive back in 2011. Um, so uh, as well as being a magician, also work as an estate agent. And um, when we first started um, the estate agency side of things, uh, I did a sponsored skydive. Um, just to, uh, because I'd always wanted to do a skydive and um, but it, uh, yeah, literally it was just one of those things, you know, I did it and uh, loved it and was like, I really want to do another one, Uh, but, you know you just end up getting on with life and it never happened. So, so um, you
0: tied the two things: this this dream of something, yeah. and the fact that you've already done a, a sponsored yeah, skydive came up
1: exactly. I mean, basically, how this came about initially was: um, so last January, I started working with a children's charity called Spread a Smile, and they provide entertainment and events for the um, kids in the London hospitals, such as like Great Ormond Street and University College Hospital, Royal London Hospital. And um, uh, so, I, I joined, started working with them, and went to um, Great Ormond Street. And uh, the first day we went in, I um, was quite kind of nervous because it was uh, obviously you know different environment. Never performed in that it type was quite of environment daunting. before. Yeah, it's exactly. A very serious yeah. kind of environment. And it's very serious, and you know you've got you've got you know these kids in there, and some of them you know permanently in there. And there was uh, my first visit. There was this one little uh, two year old girl who um, had uh, leukemia, uh, and unfortunately she was literally confined to an isolated room for twenty hours of the day. Um, only literally allowed out four hours a day just to have a little wander around and things, but otherwise she was confined to this room and she only really interacted with only the family. Then And the doctors, two years of age, yeah. Um, so we get there and uh, they go, well, I we need to go into performing. Uh, but with the, some of the kids that we go and see, because of their conditions, we have to proper gown up, wear masks, wear gloves. Everything's sterilised. It's sterilised environment. Very, very much the sterilised environment. And obviously with that, it... Presents an issue if the if you're going in and taking props in. Uh, you know, like you're not allowed to anything that's furry, like, you know, a, a fluffy bunny or anything like that, or um, a, uh, you know, a special bunny. So, yeah, or an actual bunny, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, or, you know, sponge balls or anything that could, you know, potentially cross contaminate, which, you know, means you've got to automatically then start looking at your magic from a different angle. Um, you're looking at the skill set that you've got and applying yeah, that to other yeah, things, literally. I imagine. And I think also, because, so I, I tend to I, I do kids' magic and I have done kids' magic throughout the years, but it's not. I wouldn't say my strongest um, forte. And uh, so when I initially went in, I was like, right, what am I going to do? And uh, also the doctor said to me before I went in, oh, she's been quite disengaged this week. She won't really engage with her family, won't engage with us. So don't, if she doesn't engage with you, then just, you know, don't take it to heart. So uh, I was like, right, okay, what can I do? So I went in and she's there and... um, I, uh, because yeah, most of the stuff that I had on me, I was like, well, she just probably it's going to be too old for her, or she won't fully appreciate or understand it. So, uh, in the end, um, what I did was just literally took a tempy piece. And um, when I first went in, she you know, didn't really register as there, and I made the tempeh disappear into her hand, and I was, and I went it goes from your hand up to your elbow, from your elbow up to your shoulder, up over to your head, down to your other shoulder, down to your other elbow, down to your wrist, and then, and then I made it drop out of her other hand, and uh, you could see the look on her face. She was like what just happened there so uh, so I did it again and then uh, again and I did it again and I know they say you shouldn't do the same trick twice oh, but no. you know but it just it was it was working and uh, I made it come out of her, her knee I made it come out of her foot I made it come out of her nose and mm-hmm. out of her other hand then out of her ear and then out of her dad's nose and uh, literally just did this just with a 10p piece for about 15-20 minutes and by the end of it she was laughing she was really engaged with it and uh, even the dad turned around and said I just can't believe you know how much you've Brought out for self in this that in that short space of time and just with the 10p piece as well and uh it really, really had a profound impact on me after that because kinda of coming away from the hospital I was just thinking on it and kind of soaking it all in and you know, to to have witnessed that and to have seen just how powerful what we do is. And yeah. uh, you know, obviously it's great seeing people's reactions when you just start gigging and things, but when you get a moment like that where it goes beyond it just when being you a touch trip. Someone. Yeah, and it, it becomes real magic then. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and that really had a profound impact on me, and made me just kind of just change my attitude towards myself, really, more than anything. I can see you
0: are getting a bit goosebumply, like, like yeah, talking yeah, about literally. It, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: even now, it's uh, yeah, uh, you know, it still kind of sends a little. Uh, shiver down his spine almost, with uh, just how much of an impact it, it can make in things. That's and such a contrast to Saturday night with a load of drunk. <laughs> oh, Very <great. I> <laughs> much so. Very so. much <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly, and that's and, that, and that's the thing, because I suppose we get so used to kind of what type of reactions tricks receive, and we've all got our, you know, favoured tricks, which we know get a really great reaction, but, yeah. you know, to then... Yeah, but and I think that's the thing, you know, to go from doing that and being used to doing that, to then just doing something as simple as a appearing a vanishing coin, and for that to get for me the, the, the be, yeah, the biggest reaction that it did. I uh, suppose that's uh, probably one of the best reactions you've ever had. It, yeah, by far, by it by far you made it's the Exactly, you? exactly, and you know, and and that and like I said, that that's what really kind of was the game changer for me and made me realise actually, do you know what? What we do is really powerful. So. Um, so So that inspired your creativity. Yeah, well it did so basically after that I was like, right, I want to do something to raise money for the charity. So um I'd always wanted to do another skydive, so I thought, well, why don't I do another skydive and just do a couple of tricks on the skydive to show uh the kids in the hospital? Um and that was so that was the initial idea was literally just to do a couple of tricks and incorporate them. So like for instance, um like during the skydive, I'd make a card appear during the free fall and uh you know, just do something simple like you know, force a card in the hospital and then play the video to show the reveal so that was kind of my initial plan was to do kind of maybe film some um, revelations of things to be incorporated into the magic that i was doing in the hospital Um, but uh, as kind of the idea grew um i then thought well i'd love to be able to do something that would has potential to go viral Um, and uh, especially if it meant that it would help raise money for the um charity and i think the thing that's um uh, the thing that really kickstarted that as well was when that um, whole situation with that Alan Barnes, that old disabled guy who got, like, uh, hit or sort of knocked over outside his house, and then that right. um, girl set up a GoFundMe page and um, sure, ra- sure. managed to raise like, over 300 grand for uh, him over um, the course of a weekend. It just made me realise just how powerful the viral kind of marketing can be, if yeah, you, of the course. viral campaign can be if you get, you know, the right thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so so that that was kind of the next step and I thought well I want to do something different and I want to do something different that has the potential to go viral um, and, and help. And yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's
0: more go viral to help people, yeah, exactly. to go viral and for
1: your own satisfaction. No, exactly. I mean very much so. I mean it's from the start, you know, it's all been about just raising as much money as possible for the charity. And um, you know, raising and not, not only that, but the charity's quite a young charity as well, so I wanted to you know just raise awareness and exposure of the charity as well. So mm. it was um, so that was that was the initial idea but i just felt like something was missing at the time so i put together a little presentation of my idea and what i wanted to do and then i went and met with the girls at the who run the charity and had a meeting with them and i went through the whole idea of doing you know uh tricks on a skydive and you know raising awareness for the charity through doing it and trying to make it go viral and then you know incorporate it into the magic the hospitals and things and um it was actually one of the girls who, while we were talking, said, well, why do you need to see if there's some form of record that you can break? And um, it was one of those real light bulb Perfect. moments. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, exactly that. It was <laughs> literally a ding moment. That's because, uh, the missing
1: piece of this puzzle. It was, it was the cherry on the cake the, and very much the missing piece, um, which kind of uh, slotted in. And, um, uh, I mean, at the time, obviously, you know, grew up watching you know, record breakers and things. Yeah, and, of course. I uh, <laughs> you know and, and a couple of people who've you know, got... Guinness World Records themselves for the various things so uh, yeah it was a real kind of real pinnacle moment and um, so I started researching into it into what um, things had been done on uh, skydives and uh, it transpired that there wasn't actually anything really in the way of magic that had been done on a skydive there have been a few escapology things that have been done sure um, but Guinness World Records um, basically c- c- categorised escapology as separate from magic okay. so um, so I wasn't able to do any form of escapology um, within the, the record attempt itself because uh, yeah it's cast as a separate entity but um, uh, but so initially I'd submitted three different applications for various things uh, there was like the fastest moving card trick mm-hmm. um, which is one that I wanted to do um, the other one uh, was the most magic tricks on the skydive, yeah. and then the third one um, was. Uh, it's a bit of a mouthful, but the highest altitude chosen card caught from a spray of playing cards. <laughs> so, uh, which is, um, yeah. So you settled
0: on the on the most amount of magic really, tricks.
1: I thought if I if I submit all these all these applications, then if even one of them get you know accepted, then you know all the better. Yeah. Um, so uh, so and the other thing as well with Guinness is that their application process. You can either Submit your application for free, and it can take up to 12 weeks to be processed. Um, or if you conveniently pay them, like, £600, then they can fast-track it and get yeah. it done in, like, 48 hours. Right. So um, uh, so I wasn't overly keen on, uh, yeah, fast-tracking it, so um, decided to uh, just
0: do it normally. Well, this is coming into the next, next sort of section of the interview, because obviously there's a lot of preparation you've had to do here, mm. um, you know, so just... For example, like how how did you choose the tricks? You know, what sort of limitations did you have? Like yeah, well, sure. through that process that you had with this, yeah. selecting the tricks and 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 then working them.
1: Yeah, the the the, the preparation was, uh, I, I suppose, because something like this has never been done before. It was mm-hmm. difficult in that sense, in that I had no one that I could necessarily go to and talk to. Who had experience in the field. So sure. it's literally a case that I had to kind of start from scratch with it. And um, so, because, but like I said, I'm by no means a you know, proficient skydiver. At that time, I'd only done one skydive like years sure. beforehand. So, um, you know, I didn't have any kind of recent experience of it to, uh, pull on at all. So, and skydiving itself is by no means a cheap hobby. I mean, each no. jump can be anywhere between two to three hundred pounds, yeah. depending on what altitude you're jumping from and where you're jumping, um, which, uh, you know, obviously... To practice, you know, you, it's, you, it's also terrible. You can go out, get all prepped up, go out, and the weather be terrible. Exactly, not be able to do exactly. It. Weather can turn um, very much. You know, I realised that on the day. I mean, on the, on the day of the record attempt itself, we got there at half seven in the morning, and it was absolutely hammering it down. Right. And uh, you know, so uh, you know, and that's the thing. Yeah, it's weather dependent. Um, uh, so, cost, many so many variables. So involved. So, um, so initially, I looked into uh, my first thought was doing uh, or approaching where they have these horizontal um, aerodynamic wind tunnels where they test the aerodynamics of cars and things like that because um, it was more so I just wanted to experience the sensation of that wind speed because um, our terminal velocity is about 120 miles an hour when we're falling Um, so uh, I wanted to try and replicate that as cheap as possible and uh, also in an environment where I could could try out different ideas and, uh, you know, practice different things. So, um, so firstly, I started looking into that, but it was just proving too impractical or places weren't willing for me to go there. Um, uh, So uh, I started looking around um, at different places and that's when I found that there's actually, you can do an indoor skydive um, in a vertical wind tunnel. Um, And uh, so the place is called Air Kicks. It was originally Air Kicks. It's now iFly and it's uh, based in Milton Keynes. So, just that. to
0: cut in, you're actually the world record holder for most amount of magic tricks in an indoor
1: skydiving yeah. arena as well, aren't you? So yeah, you're a double so. double world record holder. Yeah, rider. multiple world record holder. Yeah, it was really good actually, because I, I had no intentions of doing kind of more than the one record initially. And um, so once I found um, iFly, I um, went, uh, it was actually about this time last year, I went for my first kind of initial look and scout. Uh, it was scouting mission, and um, on my first time I went there. I literally just went just to experience the sensation of free falling again, um, because um, if if you haven't done a skydive before um, or not experienced that sensation, it's uh, it, it's it's a, it's a it's difficult to put it into words, really. Um, I mean, I always assumed before I did my first skydive that it's a bit like—have um, you, have you been to One Towers? Yeah. Then um, you know, Oblivion, the one yeah, yeah, the the range, yeah down. drops, yeah, drops down into the hole, um, uh, or like something like the detonator at Thought Park, yeah. for instance, which goes up high and then just drops you. It's, I, it's I, not I, like that. No, exactly. I assumed that it would be like that, in that you know, as you jump out of the plane, you get that kind of gut-wrenching, like g-force it's a bit more like a more like a hug a squeeze yeah it's like
0: it's all encompassing isn't it it is
1: well that's the thing because you're already moving uh, like in a plane when you're on a skydive you're already moving at a couple of hundred miles or an hour in the plane so although you're static in the plane you are still effectively moving through the air um over the speed of what we tend to fall at so when you're when you actually jump out of the plane or roll out of the plane you're not going from a standstill to the it's not yeah. that acceleration yeah it's not yeah, exactly that it's not that acceleration so it's just a change of direction it, I is, imagine. it is yeah very much so that is exactly it just a change of direction so you don't get that same kind of g-force feeling within you mm. Um, but uh, but even so, the sensation of um, the wind speed. I mean, anyone who's you know kind of I, I suppose the closest analogy to it would be um, one of those turbo hand dryers uh, yeah. that you get in the toilets. Because uh, I you mean, feel it yeah, all you around. can feel it, and you can you, like when you put your hands under, you know, proper uh, the skin you know, moves, yeah, 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 exactly. Sure. Um, I mean, obviously, that's concentrated to a quite. A, Tight column of air that's blowing out of the hand dryer. Um, But um, I mean, if you imagine that over your whole body Mm. at the same time, um, it's uh, yeah. So this obviously this whole sensation
0: limited the types of tricks that you could do
1: yeah but so there was a number of factors which limited the tricks so firstly was obviously yeah what how the material behaves in that wind speed because um that was the biggest thing i found was when i went in and initially tried out tricks well the other thing as well was obviously i couldn't take anything in that could present danger to myself or anyone that was in the tunnel with me same Um, with the actual same with the actual skydive although they are they are actually two separate things so there's tricks that i could do on the skydive that I wasn't able to do in the wind yeah, tunnel, yeah. and vice versa. There's tricks I could do in the wind tunnel yeah. I wasn't able to do on the skydive. Like, for instance, because uh, how, how the wind tunnel works, um, so you've got, a, uh, imagine like a tube in the middle, yep. and then you've got two, uh, and then it splits at the top into two tubes, which then loop up and around and then come, come back, back down and through. underneath. Um, so, uh, so I couldn't, and because this is like millions of pounds worth of kit, I couldn't have anything that would um uh because- yeah because there's a million pounds worth of kit, I couldn't have a anything that was
0: solid would, that would hit yeah, fans or exactly. damage anything even
1: th- i mean even things like. You know, pens and pencils. I mean, I did end up doing stuff with pens and pencils in the end, but I had to get, um, or I had to kind of push for it really, because uh, obviously, if I was to let go of one of them and the pencil was to go up around and come back through and German shoot upwards, yeah, or, or yeah, hit well, somebody else yeah or? It's, it's more so just hitting us. And um, and it's funny actually because like even the sponge ball. So um, obviously, sponge balls are really soft. You know, you don't have to worry <laughs> about that causing any injury. However, when I was in the wind tunnel, there was quite a lot of times where stuff would slip out of my fingers and um, uh, I'd end up letting go of it and there's, uh, there was one case where a sponge ball literally left and then would circulate through the wind tunnel and it circulated about five, six times before hitting me in the face and I tell you what, although it's a sponge ball I felt that sponge it's ball. Like a, it it like, that, like a little whip. It is literally like a little whip. It is very much like a little whip. So that was very much so the most important thing was obviously making sure we were safe um, but uh, like I said before, the, the, the way the material behaves. So, for instance, um, the, I wanted to try doing like Professor's Nightmare, for instance, mm-hmm. um, or some form of cut and restored rope. And uh, as soon as I got in the tunnel and started trying to do it, it just, just the, the ropes, ropes was all over the place. That's even more like um, a whip. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, as well as it being all over the place, it's constantly trying to escape from your hand So, uh, and it's the same with anything uh. that I had in there. Um, was it was making sure I was holding onto it firm. Firm enough that it wouldn't go, but, but while still, still be able yeah, to still do still the to, of the, hand, exactly. Still be able to do the sleight of hand, or um, you know, still be able to do the trick and um, make it look good as well. Because obviously, that's the most important thing with magic. It, you know, uh, I've always said that it's 20% the trick itself and then 80% your presentation of sure. it. Sure, um, you know, different people may have different percentages on that, but uh, no, I think uh, that's, I think that's right. kind of a, a rough analogy of it. And so, I still wanted things to look good. Um, and look natural. That was more so. It was making them look natural, yeah. um, but uh, while well, still being able to hold on to the things. Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah. So the wind and the wind tunnel really helped because it gave me a chance to acclimatise to that wind speed, um, and uh, and also the so when I when I first. Tried doing a couple of tricks. I kind of snuck them in and was tentatively doing them, um, but unfortunately the manager caught me and uh, rapidly pulled me into the office and was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And uh, so I kind of explained the fact that I was wanting to do this world record uh, for most magic tricks on the and needed to you know try out some ideas and show. And you know, I think and that's his, when I fly got on board. Yeah, that's and when really I got to back you. Yeah, very much so. And the manager really fell in love with the whole idea um, and the project. And he turned around and said, "Well, you know, why didn't you do some form of record here?" Because they ha- they've had different records done in the wind tunnel um, over the years. Like um, one of their instructors um, uh, did a record for the longest kiss in a wind tunnel. Right. Um, I yeah. can't remember how long it was. That no, was I think like, it was called like Magic. Four, four hours of continuous kissing they, oh they did in the end or something like that. But <laughs> so, yeah, or longest time kind of in, a, in free fall in the wind tunnel. Sure, sure. Um, which I think went up to like, because that that record keeps on being beaten being beat- by yeah, people. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's something ridiculous. like Thirty six hours or something like that. <laughs> where, um but yeah, so um, uh, so so that was that was really good. So although I wasn't initially looking to do any formal record in the wind tunnel, it meant that um, it uh, gave me kind of something to work on initially on a smaller scale to try. Like, I'll get used to dealing with Guinness because um, up until that point they'd been quite difficult to speak to and liaise with. They were taking ages to come back to me because um, the the wind tunnel record all kind of happened in quite a quick turnaround. So yeah. Um, um, from the point where he mentions about doing it um, that was in the End of March. Um, yeah, of ridden, I remember ridden, you yeah. speaking to
0: us at the shop yeah, about, yeah. about what sort of tricks you could do, and then yeah. it was very quick that you actually had yeah. that. that, yeah.
1: that record that, that was took a lot longer. Yeah. for the actual. Yeah, flavor. definitely. Well, exactly. Because and it was a very quick turnaround, and uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. And it was really helpful, you know, coming and having a chat with you guys and stuff, and um, just just kind of brainstorming tricks. Really, I mean, mm. uh, it's like when I came in to meet with you that day, and uh, we literally spent you know a good couple of hours just going through like, all different types of tricks because that's the thing as well I wanted, to, I wanted the tricks to be really visual and uh, really clear what was happening because obviously I couldn't speak um, yeah so, the magic's got to translate yeah, just on that exactly. on that one sense Yeah, if yeah you like. yeah very much so um, so uh, so that was really handy coming in and uh, obviously having a chat with yourselves and going through kind of all the different things that could be done alright okay I know everyone's dying to that what tricks did you end up doing? So, in the wind tunnel, I ended up doing eight tricks. Um, So, the wind tunnel record, or the title for the uh, wind tunnel record, is the most magic tricks performed in a wind tunnel in three minutes. Um, So, I had three minutes, and I did eight tricks within those three minutes. I could have done more, but I wanted to make the last trick a bit more of a kind of intense performance. Um, So, uh, I started off by doing a quick sponge ball routine, Uh, then uh, a and vanishing uh, vanishing hanky. Um, I did oreo bite. Because um, sure. I was wanting to do the coin a coin bite, but too um, dangerous. Yeah, too dangerous. <laughs> Couldn't take any metal into the wind tunnel, um, so did it with uh, Aureo. the Oreo instead, um, because uh, obviously yeah, it's, uh, it's a good. lot safer. Um, then I did um, uh, Steve Rose. Uh, uh, was it Rubik's solved? Um yeah, his, his... Uh, Rubik's flap. Uh, oh. Yeah, up, uh, yeah. a Rubik's card yeah um,
0: where you uh, mix it up and it's a printed it. Rubik's cube on a card yeah. and then you shake it and it visually
1: solves itself in an instant yeah yeah, and I have to say, actually, I will give a quick shout-out to Steve Rowe as well, because um, as well as uh, Ben and uh, Dominic helping, he's also been a big help with um, uh, coming up with ideas and creative... Uh, he's a, he's a great creative tricks. magician. He's very, very creative magician, and, um, uh, you know, just uh, helping to... Uh, cause I ended up with the main skydive, sorry, I'm going off a bit of a tangent here, but uh, with the main skydive, he, um, yeah, kind of helped out with uh, some of the... Uh, tricks with yeah. sweets because he's yeah. renowned for tricks with sweets <laughs> and um, uh, that was ironically one of the uh, you know easiest things for me to take up was sweets or you know anything yeah, that's edible because uh, yeah the, it satisfied the uh, Scarlett centre in that respect but um, yeah so I did um, the uh, Rubik's card uh, then I did um, uh, pen pencil uh, yep. I could treat this pen, pen pencil um, and also oh god. <laughs> it was, was quite a thing. while ago. No, yeah, wasn't it? yeah, I can't remember. It was the seventh one? Hang on. Uh, uh, um, Oreo Dumpty. tip. It's a bunch He's, he's yeah. frantically
0: like counting. Oh, that the was it. Right no, now. it. was
1: um, <laughs> re- regeneration. Ah, um, oh, that's what, yeah. Where uh, you, where where you tear card. a
0: card mm. and then yeah, and yeah. tear the corner off or um,
1: Yeah, uh, Blake Force regeneration did that one, and um, and then the final trick was. Um, a uh, the, um, reveal of a playing card on a pack of chewing gum so sure. um, I had a deck of cards got someone to say stop outside the tunnel or put the hand up to say stop um, and uh, and it's even little things like that is uh, obviously all sleight of hand um, goes completely out the oh. window pockets as well I can't hide anything in pockets or no. you know um, ditch anything well we'll get to the pockets and, um, in a minute because yeah, they're quite interesting yeah. so, um, so, it, so so, I had a, on the bottom of the deck um, a card a blank card that just said to hold your hand up to say stop so I showed that made sure that it was clear of that then riffled through the deck got them to say stop um, and then had the card printed which I pulled out was uh, a miscall, so so wrong card and then took out the chewing gum and did the reveal you rubbed, those, so, rubbed the chewing yeah, gum rubbed packet the gum and you just printed it and I did the initial routine to music as well or the the, the wind tunnel routine to music so I had uh, my speaker outside of the tunnel um, blasting out the music and it was quite an intense piece of music as well yeah. especially within the last minute um, so uh, which was nice because the, the audience that were watching um, they they were giving some really good reactions, and you could see the tension in there. Yeah. You know, kind of face of, you know, always, oh, is he, he going to do it? Is he not? So, um, yeah so what tricks did you do on the free fall
0: on the actual free fall
1: so on the the skydive So it was was funny actually because there was stuff that I could do in the wind tunnel that I wasn't allowed to do on the skydive and vice versa so um, initially I wanted to do on the um, free fall of the skydive I wanted to do four tricks Um, so initially was going to do I wanted to do a mouth coil um, and I had the idea in my head that I put the mouth coil and and, um, start pulling it out and I was hoping with the wind speed, the 120 mile an hour wind speed, that it would catch the paper and it would just stream itself out of my mouth as, uh, yeah, I... as we were falling. Um, but uh, and uh, the problem with that was it was something that I couldn't try out on the wind tunnel um, because otherwise they would have had 50 foot of paper just lacerated up and going around sure. the tunnel. Um, so uh, that was something that I couldn't try until the actual day of the record. So um, I didn't be driving along the motorway.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: yeah. 120 yeah. miles an hour
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's <so Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, it was funny she said that because I was thinking about that but uh, but then I thought well because the, there's a pub opposite my house and they've got one of the turbo speed hand dryers in the toilet so I uh, went over to the, the pub and I was like oh just try out under the hand dryer so I go in and uh, so do you mind if I just try out a couple of tricks and they were like yeah yeah that's fine so I go into the toilet and I'm knelt there under this hand dryer with a camera pointed at me filming me <laughs> and uh, it's to stick my head under this hand dryer but because it's so close to the wall I can get my head quite right. there also because it's such a small column of air it wasn't quite catching it and so I'm there trying to pull this mouth coil up my mouth and my head against this uh, under this hand dryer and uh, as I'm doing this some guy walks into the toilet you're that and strange the, man and, literally literally his, and the the look on his face was priceless it was so funny and, uh, and, and then I was like don't no, see that yeah, do you no everyone. literally
2: yeah I no, just need some
0: toilet
1: roll <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, "Oh yeah, don't worry, I'm a magician." But that just didn't seem to be a good enough excuse. I literally just thought I was an absolute nut job. So uh, yeah, but um, so that so that was quite funny. But then so you couldn't do the mouth court.
2: So I couldn't how do the mouth How long call. is How long have you got? What, how, what, so from the moment you jump out of a plane to because you can carry on doing magic when the parachute comes, yeah oh, yeah.
1: not you all the way to the land. Yeah. So the record the record started the moment we'd left the plane. And we had to stop about about 1,000 feet from the ground so that that way the instructor could um, safely land us. Um, so basically I had all the time in between to do magic. So originally I was um, uh, jumping from 12,500 feet, but that was because I was jumping from an air zone just north of London um, called Hinton, and they can only go up to twelve and a half feet because the airspace above is protected yeah, right. um, obviously with it being uh, commercial analysed yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um, but uh, but then we actually ended up changing and going to go skydive in Salisbury um, because they're they actually able to go up to 15,000 feet and although it's only an extra 2,500 feet it actually adds an extra 30 seconds to your freefall. so jumping from 12,500 feet you've got about 30 seconds of freefall. Um, but I ended up having about a minute total of freefall. Um, now that that does include um, us leaving the plane because yeah. I can't. It's not that as soon as we've left the plane, that's it. I can start allowed, because yeah, we've got to wait until we've rolled into a position where we're. Kind of in almost stationary, yeah, in the the, the kind of skydiving position, Um, and then they release the drogue chute as well, um, which um, keeps us balanced and um, just makes sure that we don't tumble. Um, Because uh, that was also another thing. Go back to the wind tunnel. um, I had to learn was how to fall properly, um, especially in the tunnel, because uh, although I had someone holding me in position, I still had to learn how to uh, tense your um, body in the right way. Yeah, exactly. Hold my body in the right way so that that way I was. stationary as possible, because there's so many factors that go into it, I mean, uh, and literally, the smallest move you make really affects the way you feel. of course. And and also, the other other thing where we did the wind tunnel record was it was quite a warm day, and um, they've got doors um, to kind of the sides of the tube, which let in air if needed, Um, but because the air was warmer than the air that was in the tunnel at the time, it created an imbalance in the uh, airflow, Right. so it was a bit kind of back and forth all over the place um, so uh, so that was something that I had to learn for the wind tunnel but like all the variables that yeah you exactly pull. Yeah. so you so, had about a minute
2: yeah so, so about it, 20 seconds per trick um, yeah so uh, well, well
0: not, not even not, that because he it, had to level out yeah, yeah so yeah, we had okay.
1: to, so it took about 10, sec- 10 seconds from leaving the plane to getting into a position where I could start because also I had to wait for the external camera guy to fly over into a position where he could film sure. at me um, so I had to wait for him to come over um, and then also so um, once the, the tricks were done, we then had to um, uh, I had to kind of tuck my arms in and get into a position ready for when they open up the actual parachute. So And then there's the actual pr- opening of the yeah. parachute and then them having to sort yeah. all that out it's, and stuff. It's which, crazy, really, because it's like... As magicians, we, we buy a trick or we
2: start learning a trick, and we want to we want it as long as possible. We want to play yeah, it, for, yeah. whereas <laughs> you wanted
1: tricks that were short, yeah, as just, yeah, short and snappy and quick to do. And yeah, so so initially I was going to do the mouth call, which I had to to swap out. So I went back to the sponge ball because um, I wanted I had to all the tricks from the wind tunnel because I knew that I could do them in free fall, um, and uh, I knew they worked well in free fall and were you know visual enough. But um, I, ideally, I wanted to try and do new things as opposed to just yeah. going back to what I did in the winter. tunnel but um, yeah so I was doing that I was doing um, rope to silk as well um, which looked great um, however I had two of the rope to silk gimmicks on me and unfortunately, lost them both during my practice attempts before the actual record. So, um, which I was really, uh, you know, quite devastated about because it looks so good on sure. the footage when sure. we watched it back. And um, so, uh, and it, yeah, it's just a shame that you know I lost them so that I wasn't able to actually do that one. It's that problem um, of you have
0: to grip everything
1: so tightly. Literally. literally Would well, 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 you know what? It was funny actually because it wasn't actually during the free. or well, during the performing of the trick itself. The the first gimmick. I don't know how I managed to lose it because I did safely stash it away oh no oh that was it um so i on the first one i um did the trick and then i was trying to put it up my sleeve but because my hands were so numb from the cold i just couldn't get it up there so i ended up shoving it in my mouth uh, for the rest of the free fall and um and then when the, the parachute opened i put it into my pocket but uh that i had on my leg but the problem was uh, somehow it fell out of the pocket so i don't know how or where it would have yeah. fallen out of the pocket because i did put it in quite deep but yeah unfortunately i lost that one and then when it came to the second one rather than trying to put it on my sleeve I put it under my collar on the jumpsuit but uh, I hadn't properly rolled it up so although I put it under my collar there was still a bit of the silk hanging out and it caught in the wind and just flew just off. It out. Yeah and yeah. it pulled off while, while we were still free falling so I had to then swap that out and um, so I went to the appearance uh, Vanishing Hanky Um, and then uh, Oreo Bite as well just because that one I did keep in just because I enjoy doing it it's a great one it's a great one and it's nice and visual and then I was originally going to be doing um, a blue to red card um, one of Steve's blue to red card um, which I did do in the first two attempts, but the problem was by the time we'd got in position, um, also because of how cold it was, uh, are uh, about 15,000 feet, and especially on the day, it was about minus five, between minus 15 and minus 20. So within about five, 10 seconds of leaving the plane, literally, like I said, my hands were completely numb. Um, I couldn't feel the tricks themselves as I was doing them. And I literally just had to rely on the muscle memory of it. And then, um, but as, as well as doing the trick, um, and that that's you know obviously quite quick to do, but it was getting them rid of that trick, or putting it somewhere so that I could reuse it. Yeah. Um, so, and at that point, I was literally just relying on sleeves. I did have a couple of pockets sewn onto the sleeves, but they had to be proper skin tight in order to hold things in place during the free so Everything fall. flaps. And uh, yeah, uh, otherwise everything would just be flapping about. Um, so that that actually took up quite a lot of time trying to get rid of the tricks um, or put them away to re- to be able to reuse. It's a whole new wave of like pocket management. Oh, yeah, you've you got your
2: suit
1: here. Have, I do
0: have my suit here. Yeah. That's yes. So we'll, we'll show so, some photos of this, but can you can you just talk us through what you've
1: yeah, done sure. with the suit? So, um, so this has been modified as well for you, hasn't it? Yeah. You? So so basically with the jumpsuit. Um, so the jumpsuit was actually provided by iFly. Um, they were kind enough to give me one of their brand new suits, which um, uh, was also one of their um, kind of slightly more expensive suits as well. So it's better fitted yeah. um, because during uh, during the free fall literally anything that's loose will just flap about. Yeah. And um, when I did my first practice. Um, um, skydive um, I had quite a baggy suit on and uh, the sleeves flapping around would just shake my hands and uh, just made it like made it a lot more difficult to come kind of do everything so um, so I sewed up the sleeves um, so that they were so it was skin tight against my arm and then I also got some um, material um, See, so, yeah so if you're looking at the suit obviously you guys
2: uh, I can't see this, but there's yeah. pockets and all sorts of things. Yeah, or extra so, I
0: mean, pockets with poppers and yeah. latches that, yeah. that he's sewn onto the yeah onto exactly. The cuffs.
1: So, for instance, with this one, so um, so I did a trick with the polo once the power sheet opened. But um, uh, each pocket, basically, I first measured the material around the prop I'll be using, um, so that I made it as tight as possible to hold. The item in place. So, for instance, with this, this is for the polo pack. Um, so, I, yeah, made it as tight as possible around the polo pack, sewed that together, and then once I'd sewn the pocket, I then sewed the pocket onto the jumpsuit. Sure. Um, and uh, and then yeah, and then just had kind of like the little flaps and things in the poppers to. Uh, just hold the top in place. Yeah. Um, so you had to go through several rehearsals as well to think. Okay, I need that pocket for yeah. the polos, I need this for. Yeah, the, and yeah. that's and that's where the wind tunnel record really came into or uh, was really beneficial because I did. So I had a separate jumpsuit, which was an old old jumpsuit, which uh, they let me use for that. And um, I did a similar thing where I sewed the pockets onto it to hold everything. And so I learned a lot from that in how the material behaves in that wind speed. How like uh, things need to wear. Things needed to be positioned as well yeah. um, in order to uh, to use them. Um, and, uh, yeah, but the, the biggest issue during the free fall was ditching props after using them. Sure. So when it came to the actual record jump that we did, because um, I did two jumps before the actual <laughs> attempt. Um, and uh, on both those jumps, I, I had 11 tricks in total. Um, that I wanted to perform I had to do a minimum of seven in order to achieve the record because although it's because uh, that's it's one thing it's been done yeah, before they yeah, wanted yeah, to have some yeah, substance exactly exactly like one trick yeah e- exactly that. And, th- and that's what a few people have said to me is like well surely if you just do one trick then that's it but um, yeah Ned Guinness uh, World Records said I had to do a minimum of seven tricks um, in order to for it to qualify as a record but I wanted I didn't want to do just the record I wanted to you know do as many as possible sure yeah. so um, so yeah so uh, so yeah so then yeah during the free fall I had those bits um, and then on the actual attempt because I knew I wouldn't necessarily need to use the items again um, I just let go of them um, so I didn't have to worry then about um, trying well, to stash
0: them away. going back to your you know the limitations you had you had to make sure yeah. that anything that you had that you did yeah. let go of wouldn't land and hurt somebody yeah, exactly. or anything like
1: yeah. that. Oh, very like like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly like biodegradable or something. Yeah exactly exactly and um, yeah so uh, so the things like I mean the the only things I actually let go of was the sponge ball which yeah is uh you know that's Spong- gonna, yeah, not gonna harm anyone if it lands and um the Oreo cookie um which uh, yeah similarly is uh you know yeah, yeah not, of course not, not danger to life as such but, um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, but those those were the only two items that I actually let go of in the end. Um, but uh, and but when when I did the practice jumps, I was finding that because of the amount of time it took to do the other things, when it got to doing the colour changing card, um, that was right at the point where the parachute had to open. So the um, uh, so Andy, who was my ex- external cameraman, um, he had to fly away from us at that point, right, to give us sure, safe give distance you. to deploy the parachute safely. Um, so. Uh, so we ended up deciding um, to do do that one once the parachute opened under instead the yeah, under the canopy instead. Um, so I ended up doing the three tricks in the freefall, um, and uh, yeah, once the parachute opened, then yeah, it made it in some respects easier um, because obviously the wind speed isn't as Fast. Um, sure. I mean, you're going from about 120 miles an hour to about 30, 40 miles an hour. Um, so, although it's a lot less windy, it is still. Very windy. I mm. mean, anyone who's done a gig and the clients insisted on having it outside in the garden, you know, on a windy day, you know exactly what it's like All trying right. to. Well,
0: put it this way: imagine driving along at forty miles an hour, sticking your head out the window and performing yeah. magic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be difficult.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. And I wanted to. Do, I wanted to do some form of card trick as well. So I did the color-changing card. Then um, I did the vanishing deck. Um, yes. Which um, yeah, which in itself was uh, quite tricky to do because I mean, you've only got one take as well. Exactly, I've got and uh, yeah, that's the thing. I'll, one take and also, I can't utilise any, you know, edits or camera cuts, you know, because it's literally no, just... They, want, you know, they wanted one whole stream. Yeah, one boom take, boom. yeah, one take and, um, you know, to one camera. Um, and you have to be careful of exposure. Exactly, you have to be angles, careful of exposure. Flashing. Angles, and it was a real dodgy angle as well, because obviously we're so used to be able to uh, performing in front of us, um, whereas the, because so... Where I'm situated, the, the um, tandem instructor is obviously directly behind, and he's got his arm kind of around me to the side with a camera on his wrist. Um, so, literally, my performance space is from my left shoulder to... Well, yeah... This this was one of the things we spoke about when
0: brainstorming. Yeah, was, was yeah. the strange angle, you're yeah, like twisting yeah. twisting your neck to the left yeah, and performing yeah. in that yeah. angle at forty miles yeah. an hour.
1: You're kind of performing right next to your shoulder, effectively, yeah, and uh, it and it makes it yeah kind of quite awkward, especially if you're doing kind of any sleight of hand. Um when I think uh, it, yeah, it, it just yeah makes it more of a challenge but um, which is why going back to kind of the choosing the tricks I wanted to come up with tricks which are fairly um, easy on angles and um, yeah the stuff that didn't require too much slight um, because uh, the other thing as well is my hands even once the parachute opens my hand was still just so cold yeah because the parachute opens at about five and a half thousand feet. And um, but you, you've literally just been free falling for, you, for a minute. It is you've been free falling for you know a minute and like uh, over 120 miles an hour in minus degree temperatures, and it you know it does take a few minutes for your hands to to kind of warm back up again. It really so. recreates basically the worst gig you could possibly <laughs> have. Yeah. yeah. You've got a tiny, yeah. tiny
2: amount of time. Yeah. You've got, um, you can't talk. <laughs> like yeah. de- it's like you're performing right next door to the DJ.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, you can't control your angles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you've you got your one tiny,
1: awkward angle. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, Wind <laughs> in your face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Um...
0: But at this at this point under the canopy, you went into quite a nice little uh, flow of tricks because you did the the colour changing <laughs> card, vanishing yeah. dead,
1: yeah, well, that because that was one thing um, that I found really valuable with the chat with yourselves was the um, kind of linking tricks one into the other, mm. um, so that they so one trick flowed into the next, and it was really because nice. the deck didn't actually vanish; it turned into something, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it went from a deck of cards into um, a drawn ten pound note, one of Steve Rose um, tieback notes, um, and uh, then went from that into. Changing into a, a real ten-pound note, and then into a lolly through. Um, so just a lolly, it's yeah. Like pen through, bang note, yeah with a pen lolly. through banknote with a lolly. And we discussed that
2: with you, didn't you? But it, it, you were yeah. concerned about you wanted a you wanted yeah. that natural flow.
1: Yeah. Of... Exactly, yeah. So I didn't want it to just be you know kind of yeah stop start stop start. I wanted it to have some form of flow to it, mm. um, and it, and it helped as well because it meant that that yeah each trick linked into Almost the Almost contained the, the one yeah. before it. You know? Exactly, exactly and it meant then that um, I could then yeah flow from one trick to the other without having to worry about constantly ditching stuff, retrieving stuff, getting stuff and um, yeah so that that was really valuable actually and helped save time as well because um, like I said yeah, it course. just meant I didn't have that dead time of you know um, leaving the first trick and then going on to the next. So. Ben do you know what I think the next training course that we're putting together
2: we're going to need to build in a sky jump because uh, sky 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 <laughs> <jump laughs> there's so much you learn.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Learn a lot, a yeah, lot, very much
2: so. And and again, also as well. Um, after the jump, you're dealing with the PR aspect mm. of it, and yeah. and like the press. You've done various mm. interviews,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, as well as as chatting with us today. Yeah, definitely. And and I have to say that going back to the winter once again, I was really valuable in that respect because it gave me some. Because I've never really done anything on this scale, um, which you know is needed, to, like been able to get a good PR behind it. So, um, you know, I've, I've kind of had to go from scratch with everything, and um, so I. I knew that I had a unique selling point um, in the fact that it had never been done before, and it was quite extreme and dramatic, um, obviously visual with the magic side, um, and obviously it had the charity angle as well. So it kind of had that not not wanting to you know it Yeah, um, well, no, you're yeah, doing it because you have a passion for that. No, exactly, charities. exactly, very much so. And that's the thing. I'm not just doing it for any charity. This is you know some, something that's very close to my heart and very yeah. personal to me as well. Um, you know, with the charity. So um, you know, so it, but it, it's nice in that respect because it means. That you you're kind of covering all bases in the fact that you know you've got something that's visual, something that's unique, something that's for a cause, a worthwhile cause. Mm. Um, so uh, and but up until that point, um, I'd, I'd really wanted to yeah to do make this dive go viral. But um, uh, Guinness have been really not difficult to deal with but they just you know they were, have their rules, rules and slow. regulations yeah exactly they're a bit slow and coming back and things and um, but uh, after i did the wind tunnel record and um, uh, got interviewed by discovery channel canada for that and uh, a few kind of local uh, so that's channels how and things worldwide. So, discovery yeah discovery channel yeah. canada yeah, exactly, and and that I was really chuffed with that because um, it's uh, meant that I, uh, you know, had something to show and something you know on a reputable channel to show, um, and 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 off the back of doing the wind tunnel one, and once I'd got um, the wind tunnel record officially confirmed, um Doug, their PR manager, um, the PR manager at Guinness World Records, got in contact because originally I was meant to be doing the Skydive record in July um, because you know height of summer. It'd be a lot warmer a lot more comfortable yeah, and better uh, yeah, weather better weather yeah more chance it's of more it being better weather. yeah more chance of it being a better day weather wise um, so originally I wanted to do it in July but yeah after doing the first record uh, or the wind tunnel one um, the piano manager got in contact and said look you know we really love what you're doing um, and you know it's a really unusual record the Skydive one something that's you know very unique, and you know we've not seen something like that for a while. And he said, "You know, would you be willing to postpone it and do it as part of our Guinness World Records Day in November?" Sure. See, uh, see, this is the thing, it, look, Martin. You, you you found something that needs to do because you wanted
2: to help a charity. Yeah. And you've done what so many people that are passionate about magic mm. haven't done yet. Mm. You actually went out and you did something. Mm. Even even something you didn't go off maybe and market yourself mm. as a corporate magician no, or something yeah. like that. Mm. But you found some way of performing. To the public mm, yeah. for the charity that yeah. you liked, and because of that, it works as
1: you mm. made that step,
2: uh, yeah. and, and it comes to snowball doesn't yeah.
1: it? Very much so, and it very much opened doors, and you know, which is why I'm so chuffed that I did the Wind Tunnel One because uh, record because it gave me that experience, it gave me that exposure as well. And like you said, you know, throughout throughout it, I mean, I haven't really pushed it as oh yeah, i you know, magician. You know, wedding, corporate events, bar mitzvahs—you know all that stuff—and uh, you know it's just literally been just about you know a magician doing this for you know a good cause and things—and and it's created a lot of opportunities off the back of it. So, but that's you know uh, kind of what it's all about, really. Isn't it is, it? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a way of kind of being able to get myself exposure without being just oh, I'm just a fantastic magician, and you know, it's very enriching though. I mean, you know, you can you can do. You know, I, I like I
0: like performing at weddings because those days mean something yeah, to the, oh to that yeah, couple, definitely, definitely. You know, yeah, uh, and yeah. and but but to actually do something for a charity that means so mm. much more. Mm. You know, mm. that's you know yeah. that's that's yeah. what it's all really about. I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I wish I'd thought of
1: it myself. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that's the thing, and, and that's why I'm so tough with it because um, you know, like I said, I'm not by any means a creative magician you know I, I do come up with ideas for tricks and you know do little things like to mess around like all spontaneously you know create you know it's like when you, you're out at a gig sometimes and you'll suddenly think oh what if i do this and then you think oh that really works and yeah. uh, so you know i've always done that but uh to to actually kind of have an idea from scratch and then have to work at it and you know do all the research and development of it and things sure um yeah were you nervous Um, I I went through stages with nerves. Um, I mean, because so originally, yeah, when because when I did the wind tunnel one, uh, I I I tell you what, let me retrack. Well,
2: well, were there were there moments that you thought, hang on a minute, everything's going to go
1: wrong? What, What have I done? (laughs) <laughs> yeah there were I, I, I think the, the difference between the two records, so the first record I have to say although it was on a smaller scale it was a lot more intense and a, I was a lot more nervous for that one because um, it was all being done in real time so whereas with the Skydive um, uh, we we ended up shooting it um, a, a couple of weeks beforehand when we knew or we were guaranteed for good weather and um, you know that way it's done so that way it's uh, you know the kind of pressure if okay. it all went yeah. wrong yeah. you could do wrong. it again yeah exactly if it all went wrong I had time to be able to redo it um, whereas with the wind tunnel it was yeah, um, break time yeah it was, it was the record and the revelation on the same day um, so that was a lot more intense because not only was I having to think and you know be conscious of the, the actual record itself I also had to as soon as we finished Doing the record, I then had to run upstairs to my computer, try and quickly edit together this video um, to get online. I was getting pressurised by the um, PR company because they said they needed the video in order to be able to su- submit it. I did it, got it sent out. I then got in massive trouble with Guinness as well because I'd used Guinness World Records logo uh, without their permission, oh. and uh, so they kicked off about that. So then I had to take the video down, and uh, yeah, so that that was um, all quite intense. It's very yeah. interesting. We've asked asked about nervousness, and not once. Have
0: you said you were nervous about jumping out of the plane, yeah. it's all like about the magic yeah, tricks of PR, yeah, everything, the else yeah, everything else, uh, yeah. The actual falling, to towards it. It, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the easy
1: yeah. part. <laughs> well, I've always been a bit of an adrenaline junkie anyway, and I love like roller coasters and uh, just any, I love that whole stomach, you know, slipping, yeah, yeah, sensation. And you know, so th- in that respect, you know, I suppose I was a little bit anxious about it because, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's going against your basic instinct, you know, you'd it's more excited. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's definitely more excitement and when it came to actually doing the Skydive record itself um, it was, I, I, I suppose because I spent so long preparing for it and uh, and also the, the amount of time in the wind tunnel massively helped as well because it meant that I was ex- really used to that sensation of freefall and I think that's the thing with the Skydive, it's not the, I mean obviously if you're scared of heights then it will be um, the, uh, if, if you're scared of heights than it will be Um, you know quite uh, quite a daunting uh, prospect and I'm not overly scared of heights um, but uh, yeah I think it was more so my biggest concern was making sure the magic tricks worked and if anything it meant that anyway I kind of I didn't really get a chance to appreciate the skydive or appreciate the fact that I was free falling because I was just so focused on what I was doing yeah of course of course what's next then
2: what about the most magic tricks deep in
1: under the ocean well it's funny you should say that it's funny you should say that because um, I don't necessarily want to become that guy who just does world records Mm. Um, but I have there is a record that's already been done which is the most magic tricks done underwater in three minutes and uh, do you know what though I don't know which magician said it or when they said it or you know uh, how long? How, but, um, but yeah, but um, but with the records that I've got, they're both records that I've set as opposed to something I've broken. So if I was to do another world record, I'd probably look at that one because it's something I could break. The only thing is, I'm petrified of being underwater, and uh, so I'd have to overcome my. I'd, <laughs> I'd, do you know I what? I would jump out of a plane. No yeah. You want to contact Virgin Galactic? Yeah. <laughs> in space. Well, do you know what actually? Um, funnily enough, I met an astronaut a gig uh, a year or two back, and uh, there is already a magician... Uh, one of the astronauts did a couple of tricks in space. Yeah. Um, but uh, because he did it in the Japanese module, um, they weren't allowed to... Um, to use it. To use, a, as the as show a, footage yeah. of it, so... Yeah, but um, but it's... Uh, yeah, so, unfortunately, I've already been beaten on that. You can't <laughs> get much higher than the International Space Station, so... so.
0: So to wrap this up, what would you, what advice would you give our listeners? Like you know, because obviously you've done something that you've had to step outside your comfort zones, You've had to mm. learn new things, you know. And it's and and you're still here. It's all good. Everything's yeah. great, you know. Yeah. What advice can you give our give our listeners um, in that respect?
1: Well, if, if you're kind of similar to me, where you know you're, you're either a hobbyist or you're you know a lay magician, so you don't necessarily create, but you want to do something that's different. Then you know, literally, just if you've got an idea. Just work on it. And, and, as, and I suppose it's no different to when you're coming up with an idea for a trick. You know, you start with an initial concept idea and then build on that. Um, but uh, it, you've, you've got to really commit and give it your all. Because if, you, if you're only ever kind of half, like, oh, yeah, I might do a bit of work on that tonight, then you're never really going to get to the end goal. Yeah. But I think if you get yourself an idea and then set a target date of when to do it for, and then, um, yeah, just literally work
0: look at the... I think you had you had an interesting angle because it wasn't just a skydive, it was for a charity, it was yeah. inspired by, yeah. by this performance yeah. for this young two-year-old. Yeah, because, exactly, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and then you had... Their guidance. Mm. Uh, you've had Guinness's guidance and everything yeah. like yeah. that, and it's kind of uh, yeah. and it's snowballed. Yeah. Yeah, so, very like much so you've just got to punch through mm. that first that first mm. few moments of, of reaching out to people. Just make phone calls, send emails yeah. out. You know, 100%. And, and well, yeah. Most people don't. Most no. people yeah. just
1: yeah, play with their magic. Yeah, in their inside their head. Their heads. Heads. Yeah, exactly. And they think it's going to happen. That is exactly right. That is you've, exactly got to make right. It you've got to make it happen, and and it, that's exactly the point because you know for this I had to. On you know experienced skydivers, you know get their input. I had to obviously speak with you guys from a magic perspective. You know I've had to liaise with the PR departments of Guinness and also I Fly's PR department and Ghost Skydives PR department. And you know so you, you you know you end up dealing with all these different people and you know it's, and it's just a case of you know correlating it all into kind of but a, it's not scary. It's
2: not what you actually do. It, it's not as scary as. As you think. No, it's not at all.
0: It's not and do you know what? People are always willing to help and always willing to uh, you know Is it fear, false people. expectations appearing real? Exactly. Exactly. You know. That's exactly because right. Usually when you fear something, if you actually go out and do it, you mm. realise those fears were just ridiculous.
1: They, yeah. never, they yeah. never come to fruition. Yeah, and it, exactly that and a skydive is a prime example of that because people are like, oh I'll never do a skydive, never do it I just couldn't imagine jumping out of a plane and you know, even when you're in the plane, you know, if you're doing it for the first time, you're always going to be really anxious about it because it, it's that unknown and mm-hmm. it's that fear of the unknown but as soon as you leave that plane and you're actually into it, then your fear just goes. There's no different to walking onto a seat. Well you know there's no turning or... back. You know exactly. if it's exactly. gonna go wrong, it's gonna go wrong now. Exactly. That, that moment exactly. for me, it was yes. that
0: moment. It wasn't sitting because you hang out the edge of the plane. Yeah, it's because this tandem skyline sits in there and you and you're literally hanging out the of the plane. I thought that would be the moment that got me, but it wasn't. It was yeah, the moment where you where you've fallen and you turn around and you see the plane getting smaller into the distance and you realise I'm not in a plane anymore. Yeah. I'm actually in the middle of the air. Yeah. You're somewhere you should not be. A few 10,000 yeah. feet above yeah. the... Uh, yeah, I'm not... Yeah. I, yeah. You have yeah. no place yeah. being there. No, yeah. 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 If the parachute doesn't yeah. open, that, that is, is it. it. Yeah. And you kind of resign to that, and, and then yeah. that leaves your mind because the sensation and everything, and yeah. then you see yeah. around and everything. Just how beautiful is. everything is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so... so you know, I suppose what you're trying to say is like, if you've got an idea, if you've got a passion, if you've got something that you've got drive for, just go for mm. it. Just, just, yeah. you know, take your idea, think what you need to do in order mm. to achieve it. If there's a company you need to get in touch yeah. with, get in touch there's, with it. Yeah, approach just, them.
1: There's, there's no harm in sending an email, making a phone call. If they say no, they, you know, it's not going to kill no. you. you know, yeah, it, it, just it, try they, someone they else. Yeah, exactly. Try, try something else. else. Exactly. You know, don't exactly. give up on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and if anything, from the skydive side of things. Uh, I approached a few different airfields, um, but uh, they either weren't interested or didn't, you know, weren't willing to, you know, do anything on fees or anything, or you know, weren't willing mm-hmm. to kind of uh, be hosts as such. Which um, I was quite surprised by because you know it's quite a big, you know, Guinness, Guinness thing. Yeah, Exactly, the the Guinness so, World Records. Um, is huge. But you know, but although I, although I had the no's, you know, you just keep on going until you get a yes. And, and even on a smaller scale, you know, even if it's just you know you're working on a trick and. You, you're stuck on something you know just take a step back and think about it from a different angle and think you know how how, how can I present this differently mm.
0: yeah great great advice great advice
1: so how can people find out more about, about you so um, all the information and videos uh, of both the wind tunnel and the main skydive are on the donations page which is www.gofundme.com forward slash magic skydive record um, so a bit of a mouthful. Yes, um, we'll put it on the so, notes. Uh, as well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's all the information regarding the Skydive um, Also, there's loads of other stuff on, uh, you know, just Twitter and Facebook. Cool. What's your Twitter? So my Twitter is at Magic Martin, and Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash Martin Reese Magician. And Reese is R E E S. Yeah, R E E S. Yeah. Brilliant. So Martin, okay. thanks ever so much for Thank you very to much for having
0: me. To us. No, no, thank you for coming to us. It's been great. The whole experience from, from start mm. to finish has been really great. It's been yeah. really interesting, so yeah. thank you. And
1: uh, thank you very much for your help and input with it. It's been really valuable as well. So really welcome. appreciate it. welcome. Good stuff.
2: Well, uh, that's all we've got time for, so uh, thanks for you guys for listening. If you've got any questions at all, um, shoot us a line over at support at magicshop.co.uk and check out our blog as well, which is blog.magicshop.co.uk. You'll also find, if you go to the front page of, um, of of the Merchant Magic site, um, there's some behind-the-curtain videos that Ben has done uh, of some of the items that uh, are sort of hot at the moment and and some new releases, but also bits which have been forgotten about, which we want to re-highlight that are really good,
0: um, but haven't yeah. seen the light of well, day for a A while. lot of promotion nowadays is, is just new stuff, but there's mm. so much stuff that's being brought out all the time that new stuff is... Old stuff within a couple of weeks, almost.
2: Everything like, seems to have a two-week lifespan, yeah. and everyone's jumping onto the next thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's there's tons of stuff that you maybe haven't seen, you know, because you were on holiday or something like that. So so.
2: And and in this case as well, Martin didn't come to us and say, um, right, we need a whole load of tricks. What's brand new and has just been released? He came to us and said, what would be right for the situation. But I'm, I'm mm. going to be performing it. What works? Well, yeah, for yeah. the brief. And so, and again, with your magic, you can't just look at the new releases. You have to look at everything mm. and build something that's going to be right for you and how mm. but, and where you're going to perform. Uh, and this is a, a prime example of that. All right. Well, right, thank, thank you, Yes. Thank you, guys. All right. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. Take bye care. Bye. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.